Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody, man. Welcome to the uh, Coffee and Sports in the Morning. Here I got my uh, boy co-host for every morning, my guy Mo Better. How you doing, Mo? Good morning, Coach. Um, just had a really adventurous morning, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> I see you. I see it right now. I see you, man. You got the fresh cutty down. I see it, man. I see it, see it. So, Man, we got a variety of topics. We got the playing tournament start tonight. Uh, start tonight. Uh, we got the Atlanta Hawks coming out and saying nobody's safe. Basically, coming out and saying nobody's safe in Atlanta, which is may you may have to make. Which is I don't blame them for that part. And we got football in America. Uh, uh, NFL in America. What you think about that, Mo? Look, I'm excited for football. I'm excited for the play in. The play in is basically the playoffs. It's the it's the yep. first. That first step, that first field, because it's do or die. So I can't wait. Like tonight can't get here soon enough for me. Yep. So first uh topic we're gonna uh definitely uh get into is the Atlanta Hawks came out. Uh they green lighted the ownership and just basically saying nobody is safe, including Trey Young is not safe. Everybody's up for trade if they decide to go that route. Uh, what you think about that? Atlanta Hawks has been so inconsistent this year. Uh, they've been really a really bad team. They went through, uh, like as we all discovered, uh, been discovered since we uh, got on the show. They've been they've been the most inconsistent team this year. They went forty one and forty one. They end up getting Jadante Murray, which is, I thought that was going to be a steal for them. Thought that was going to be a help for them to get back on the right track. They got some help. Around Trey Young, they got someone that can defend as well. Then you get so you, you come in, you're not you start you're struggling. You get Sadiq Bay and uh, you get Sadiq Bay in a trade deadline. Underrated guy who's with Detroit. Nobody, no, probably knows Sadiq Bay that well because Detroit doesn't win a lot. But Sadiq Bay is a solid shooter, solid defender, and it's still the same stuff. They fired their head coach, and it's still the same. Uh, it's still the same thing going on they lost some games to some bad squads uh so what you think about this with the ownership coming out and saying this you know what good for ownership um because usually in the nba when things mm -hmm. don't go well um somebody other than star players are the ones mm -hmm. on the move because star players are hard to come by so trey young is usually safe somebody like him doesn't have yep. to worry about being moved but as you alluded to coach since that deep playoff run where they went to the conference finals, yep. they've been a yep. little erratic. They've actually come backwards. And, and yep. the weird thing is, it's not that they've drafted bad. Like, their plan is good. Yep. You drafted DeAndre Hunter because you thought, this is going to be our athletic wing player that can lock people down and still give us 16 points a game. That's a good plan. And it's not that yep. Hunter can't play. It's that Hunter can't stay healthy. He's in and out of the lineup constantly. Then you have a freakish athlete like John Collins who, no, he doesn't have a game off the dribble, but he's a terrific finisher. He actually has a nice mid-range game, and yep. he's been inconsistent, but he's a capable three-point shooter. So I see talent on the wings. You go out in free agency and you go get Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, another scorer who's a combo guard. You're doing all the right things, and you're doing this because you're trying to build around Trey Young, which, again, that sounds like a smart plan, and yet in the bigger picture, it, it just hasn't worked. What, what, what frustrates me about this situation is this. 
I wish they would have came out and said the same things when Nate McMillan was coach. I wish they would have gave Nate that same support. Like, look, if things are going right, we don't think it's you because we know you can coach. If we need to move people, we'll do so. Yeah, but they didn't. Give, they didn't give Nate that support. They give. They're giving Quinn Snyder the support that they didn't give Nate McMillan. And and I'm. And this is nothing against Quinn Snyder. I just feel like Nate should have got the same support. Yep. I, and and I do think Trey Young is a talent. He's a star, all star. Some would say superstar. I, I'll I'll leave him at all star. He is a special talent, but I don't think he can be the best player on a championship team. I, I just don't think that he's not a leader. He's ball dominant. His shot selection is awful at times and he doesn't compete on the other end of the floor. I would argue, even though he averages nine assists a game, I don't think he makes his teammates better. Nope. If you bring in a DeJounte Murray who can give you buckets, but can lock down defense. I thought DeJounte Murray, because of how he plays, that should have made, Trey Young even better. That should have took less a lot of the work off of him, and somehow it made him worse. And I don't understand that. Atlanta is one of those teams with all that talent that no, it, it would not surprise me if major pieces on that team, including Trey Young, get moved. I'm not saying a rebuild, maybe bring in other stars for him and do like a mini rebuild because I wouldn't move DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is not the problem. Yep. I, I, I wouldn't move John Collins. They probably are going to move him, but I wouldn't move him. I wouldn't move off of Trey Young. I would move off of Clinton Capella. I think it's time for a shakeup, and, and I think it's time for a new leadership. Atlanta is one of those teams in a similar way to Toronto. They have a lot of pieces that other teams would want, but there's only one guy that I trust on that team as an individual talent, and that's DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I thought when they got him, I thought that was the steal of the probably damn near the steal of the free agency block right there. I mean, you're getting a guy that's coming from San Antonio that's uh playing right away, that's gonna give you 20 points, that's gonna also uh rebound at a high rate, can guard, can pretty much guard any guard on the floor and not afraid. So I thought that was gonna take him over the top, take him pretty much not over the top, but right there, be in that thick of things in the Eastern Conference, but between that fifth and sixth seed part of things, all right? Now they are uh they are playing in the playing tournament versus the Miami Heat and the Miami Heat is going to be looking to feast on on uh you know this inconsistent Atlanta Hawks team. But other than that, man, I'm not mad at the uh front office for it, but again, I wish Nate McMillan would have got uh, I don't think Nate McMillan it probably was some issues between Nate McMillan and Trey Young in the locker room that we don't know about. Uh, and it clearly was but at the end of the day, when you're acting, when you're acting immature like Trey Young, and you're so interested in getting your coach fired, and then you get a new head coach, I mean, that's that's pretty much you know proven, not championship wise. That's pretty much proven. Got Utah back on the map and got Utah to some playoff uh, success. You're still having these same problems. You're still losing to teams like Charlotte. You're still losing to teams like San Antonio, like the Houston Rockets. If you want to be a proven commodity team. And you know you're in the thick of things. You cannot come out and you cannot lose the teams. You cannot lose the teams. You just cannot lose teams like that. That's uh being that's re that's rebuilding. That's bad. That's trying to bad. lose. You cannot continue to lose teams to teams like that. This team Atlanta is too good to lose to some to teams that's that's uh on a full rebuilding. Again, John Collins may have to leave because again, him and Trey Young has not been on the same page. 
since uh, they have not been on the same page in a long time. And he frustrated, called out, you know, uh, Trey Young one to one. Uh, he, last year he called. I remember, I remember this to the bottom. I remember, I remember this to this day. He called out Trey Young about because John Collins wasn't getting enough touches. He wasn't getting the ball enough. Trey Young would just shoot, shoot, shoot. The next game they came out, you know what Trey Young decided to do? Pass the ball th- throughout the whole game. Didn't even attempt to shoot. And it does him just showing, hey, I need, I need to shoot, I need to shoot the ball for us to be successful. But again, that's not making any anybody better. That's not making any guys better. That's not being a leader. That's being self, that's being selfish, that's being uh idiotic and thinking about yourself as a player instead of uh a team playing team basketball instead of uh winning basketball. So at the end of the day, man. Uh, I could commend Atlanta Hawks. You know, if, if you want to trade, go ahead and break Chad's whole that damn thing down. Just go ahead and just go ahead and do it. I, you know, I can't blame, him, but I think I don't think Nate McMillan was actually the problem. I didn't think Trey Young. I didn't think Trey Young liked it how liked it, uh, Nate McMillan that much. And I think, I, to be honest with y'all, I think Nate McMillan didn't play didn't play didn't play uh, Mr. Nice Guy with the front office and Trey Young. I think that's more with Quinn Snyder. They're doing. Quinn Snyder right there. Then they doing yeah. uh, Nate McMillan because we know Nate McMillan is a badass. We know he can coach in this league. We know he don't stand for none of that. And Trey Young, uh, Trey Young wanted someone easier that's catered to him. And Nate, I don't think Nate McMillan was a part was a part of that. And the same coach uh, year but year ago that they got for Nate McMillan, he didn't play with Trey Young. He wasn't on the same page with Trey Young. So is Trey Young really a coach killer? You can call him that if you wanted to. You can call him that. It's a reason for that. So, my boy Dez, man. How you doing, Dez, man? Dez, man. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's Tuesday, man. It's Tuesday. I'm, I'm happy it's the play in today. Um, mm-hmm. And just to touch on the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, you guys are both right. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, the Hawks, they barely made the play in. You know, they're above 500 team. Um, they lack depth in that lineup. I mean, you have Trey Young and Devontae Murray, but like you said, Dante, they really just shoot the mid range. That's their that's their bread and butter right there. They lack the outside shot. Um, they really don't poise a threat really in the East as they did in previous years. Um, and I think like this offseason, you know, the Hawks should you know definitely have a sit down talk with Trey Young and say, hey, if you want to be that guy, you have to let go a little bit of the range you know you have to have another superstar you have to have another person because you got Devonte murray but that's just not enough you have a good backcourt but where's everything else and like we all said you have to have a good bench you have to have a good supporting cast and it's not a one-man show you know so um, i just feel like the hawks need to add a lot of depth um they have a lot of things to work on the offseason so you know for sure i think the hawks hey, just hey, need to hey, let me ask you a question do you think the success – or and Coach, you too. Do you think the success that the Hawks had a couple of years ago when they went on that de- – because no one saw them going to the conference finals. Yeah. And they went in there, and obviously that – basically the series against Philly was the end of Ben Simmons, right? And and they went to the conference finals. Yeah. Do you think that success kind of made them start feeling themselves like maybe a year or two too early? Yeah, I thought they had actually had a hangover – but I thought they also had guys that was buying in at that point of time. I mean, you look at Kevin Herter, he's a big piece. But if you like it, no, no, he's a big piece. Look what he's doing in Sacramento right now. Look what he's in Sacramento doing at this point. He was a big piece. Clint Capella was healthy at that time. DeAndre Hunter was healthy at that time. And he was actually 
stand on the floor at that time. So they actually had some good players, some good pieces over there, man, that was buying in, that were healthy. And Trey Young was actually act, acting, was actually being Trey Young. Trey Young, even though he was struggling, but he was being a, a great teammate. He was being a great teammate. John Collins was being John Collins, getting 18 points, pretty much 18, 17 points a game. And out athlete, everybody jumping over, everybody dunking on everybody and all that. The team, the team at that time, and Nate McMillan, they were good. They were good. And I believe that was the year that they got Nate McMillan. They got Nate McMillan, and they turned it up another notch. And the, the team had – the passing was very nice. They could shoot the basketball really, really good. They could defend. And DeAndre Hunter, to me, one of my favorite guys in the NBA, 3 and D guys, the problem right now, he just cannot stay healthy. He was healthy at that time. And we've seen what they did to Philly. They come back from 25 down. In, in two games in the series, they were down 20, 20 or more, and they come back and they show heart. They show fight. They come back and they win the game. They win the game at that time, no locker room issues. Everybody was on the same page. Now, all of a sudden, this, now all of a sudden, this come out and they're struggling. Now you start hearing a lot of stuff come out about Nate McMillan and Trey Young. Trey Young uh, missing a game, missing a darn game, missing a darn game, not showing up in the media asking, why are you missing the game? Why are you not supporting your teammates? And stuff like that. He had no answer for that. He had no answer for that. If you, and I think Nate McMillan pretty much, Said don't come don't come in with the attitude. You don't don't come in with the attitude. He's not putting up with it. And Trey Young just uh said, I'm not coming to the fuck, I'm not coming to the game. And the media asked him about that. And then he said, You should be out there supporting your teammates if you're not gonna play. If you're not gonna play, you should be out there supporting your teammate. Trey Young did not do that. He did not support his teammates. So other than that, that's what you got on this. He's not a leader. No, I mean you're right on it. You hit got you hit on the nose, he's not a leader. Um he's selfish right now. Like you said, like I mean, you don't show for your teammates into a game. Like, come on, man, you know. And so the biggest thing, like I said, you just have to be the bigger person, you know. I mean, they're in the play-in right now, you know, and I think that, you know, they could play for heart. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can say. But, I mean, they got to do something this offseason for sure. The Freddie Facts is in the building. Freddie. The Freddie Facts. How you doing, Mr. Freddie? Good morning. Did you wake up out of bed late this morning? <laughs> Coach, you set me up last night. I was on Jonathan's show last night, and I love Jonathan. But that's a little late past my bedtime, sir. <laughs> that's a little bit past my bedtime. If Jonathan, he was talking. I'm like, okay, Jonathan. Finish it up, Jonathan. But listen, Des, I'm glad you finally came to see me, sir. I was getting kind of worried. Thought I had to jump on a plane, head out there to Denver, they're going to put you in your place, but I'm glad. I'm glad you decided to come see me this morning, sir. <laughs> but let me talk about what we're talking about. I, you guys made wonderful points. But we can't put we can't pass on the front office of this Hawks team neither. Why did you bring Deshante Murray there? Like, I think this is some of the worst like, I think we're in the era where we've seen teams put bad teams together. There's no way I would have got DeJounte Murray to come team up with Trey Young if you know Trey Young's a guy that has to have the ball in his hand. Like, build around your star player what they need. Um, Trey Young, I mean, hey, he's young, y'all. Um, he's young. We see, hey, the same thing we see out of him, we see out of Luka. 
The same thing we see out of Trey Young, we see out of Luka. Two guys, two young guys want the ball in his hands. They want to dominate the ball in their hand. They want to take most of the shots. They take up a lot of the shot clock. But the only difference is, I mean, two different areas. Um, I think it was a horrible decision by getting DeJounte. Not because DeJounte is a bad player. He's a great player. But I don't like the fit in Atlanta. Because um, you put you take the ball out of Trey Young's hand. You're making him play off the ball. And he's not going to be too happy about that. I mean, he's just not. If I was them, I would have probably tried to buffer the front court up a little bit more. I know they have a John Collins situation. They've been trying to do, he's in every trade, every trade deadline, every offseasons, he's in trade rumors. They had to get him out of there. I mean, he just, I mean, you just have to. Move him um, to Toronto, bring in OG. Yeah. He, OG or Mikhail Bridges would fit there. You know, somebody that could play a three and D guy, somebody can play defense, knock down shots. OG's a wonderful player. Um, and, I disagree with you, Coach. I understand you you talked about Nate McMillan. You know, said you know we. Uh, hey, I'm gonna tell you the coach that they um they got now. He's not no weak coach neither. Um, I say he's a weak coach. Oh, okay. I thought I, no, I heard he, that. I think we agreed that Quinn Snyder is a, a, a an established coach. I was just saying that the front office didn't give Nate the same opportunity as they're giving Quinn Snyder. Like if you told Nate McMillan, I don't care what Trey Young say or how mad he get, he ain't safe. You know what I mean? Like. They went the other way around. Uh, Trey Young didn't like the fact that Nate McMillan challenged him. He didn't like that. He didn't like when he called him out and said, you don't play defense. You don't guard nobody. You don't do nothing. You compromise people. Like, even the basic principle of team defense helped the helper. Trey Young wasn't doing that. I, I just think this player empowerment thing, it's a little out of control right now. Yep. Yep. So, we got some interesting news out of Detroit yesterday. Ime Udoka is a rumor, is a rumor to uh, one of the head coaching options for Detroit. He's one of the head coaching options for Detroit. So, uh, Mr. Freddie, what you think about this? Should Ime Udoka consider Detroit? I mean, I made a phone call for you yesterday, my brother. I called Jeannie. <laughs> I called Rob. I called Linda. I called Kurt. I called Phil. I call Magic. I call Powell. <laughs> I call Derek Fisher. You got Water Artest. Wow. Damn. AC Green. Byron Scott. You call James Worthy too? Oh, Big Game James on board. <laughs> <laughs> Big Game James. He's you know what he said. Smoking this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna give you that word to clap on that one. Um, and and told they said they gonna fire him this summer. You don't have to go to purgatory. You don't have to go where career goes to die. You can come on over here to L.A. I mean, I, I, hey, brother, I recommend you sit out another year before going to Detroit. <laughs> sit out another year before going to the Pistons. Because if you go there, your career might be over as a coach. What they've done to Dwayne Casey is horrible. They People do not think of Dwayne Casey the same like they did before he went there, you guys. I mean, do not go there, brother. Please, I beg of you, do not go there. You're too good of a coach to go somewhere. They're not, they're not ready to win basketball games. Just saying. Um, does he have to go to a team that's a contender right off the bat, Freddie, or could he go to a team, say, like the Rockets, that, that, that are a young team, they haven't won, 
But I think this offseason, they might set themselves up to be a playoff a team with the right coach. No, he don't have to go to a contender right off the bat. But he can go somewhere that's stable, great, great front office, promising young talent, and somebody that understands that it might take a while to turn this around. That it's not going to be no snap of the finger. Voila, we in the playoffs. You know, it has to be somewhere where the under the the front office understands you, and you have you have some type of promised talent as well. So, Des, do you think a great op, Ime Udoka, should consider going in, going to Detroit? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think so. I think it's in a consideration. I mean, I don't think just Detroit, though, to agree to uh, Freddie and Moe's point. I mean, there's uh, several teams that will love his services, you know, during this offseason um, because the NBA has definitely changed. Um, Detroit's not a bad option, though. I mean, they have cap space. They have draft picks. I mean, his first year along with the Celtics, he was, what, 51 and 31. He's overall as a coach, 67 and 39. So you see what you have in your coach. Um, I think for him, he, if he does choose Detroit, like Freddie said, it's not going to be a quick snap of the fingers. This is a total rebuild. I um, mean, you have so many young guys um, that you can build around. I mean, they're point guard, they're, they're power forward. They have a bunch of young guys, um, but not a lot of veterans. Um, and Dwayne Case, that I mean, his career is de- definitely dead at this point because, I mean, before he was with Toronto and, you know, taking the multiple playoffs, but couldn't finish. You know, and now you're with the Detroit team. That- hold on, Des. Hold on, Des. You didn't watch the morning show yesterday, sir. I can definitely tell you. One thing we will not do, I will not tolerate no Dwayne Casey slander, sir. He's in Detroit where careers goes to die. You talk about, oh, it's not that bad. They haven't been relevant since the since the bad boy Pistons with, um, with all, oh, we – not the bad boys, but the other pieces. You talk, you talking about yeah. the Rick Hamilton and Chauncey yeah. Billups. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they haven't been relevant since then. So I don't want to hear it from Dez. I'm like, oh, it's not a bad ah. they, They've had cast plays. They've had draft picks. They can't get it right, brother. Um, And talking about, oh, he was losing when he was in Toronto. Who did he have to play? He was playing Prom Braun in Cleveland. As soon as Prom Braun left Cleveland and they got Kawhi Leonard, they got Nick Nurse got blessed with Kawhi Leonard, and now he get all the credit. He get all that the the praise, the glory, and all that. Please cry me a river. Dwayne Casey would have won a championship too with Kawhi Leonard without Prom Braun in Cleveland. Carry on. <laughs> I'm just not taking no Dwayne Casey slander because he's uh, a candidate for the Lakers job as well. By the I, way, I love I love Coach Dwayne Casey, man. I thought they did. I thought they did did him wrong, even though. Nick Nurse did finish the job of winning the championship, but I thought they did do him wrong. Uh, this man won coach of the damn year, and they fired him. <laughs> they fired him because of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry don't show up in the playoff. Uh, don't show up. Kyle Lowry, is, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are strange stars. They never showed up when they had to play uh, LeBron James did. They never showed up. They never showed up to play. And that last year, when they got swept up out of the playoffs in embarrassing fashion, you know what Dwayne Casey uh, did? He put Kyle Lowry and both DeMar DeRozan on the, on the bench. Wait, they didn't right play. Right show, coach. They right didn't show up. They didn't show up in the game. They didn't show hey, up. Coach, huh? anybody that saw that series, they were literally still scared of LeBron James. Yes. They, they Their didn't two best up. players was afraid of LeBron James. That's all it was. Hey, Mo, you know who's going to be afraid of LeBron James tonight? The big cat. <laughs> <laughs> he going to see LeBron. He going to go, whoo. 
Uh, uh, Freddie, that's a given. He gonna be yeah. afraid of AD too. Oh man, oh, we'll get in that. Alfred, Alfred, hey, this, this tonight. You better hope the Timberwolves somehow miraculous, miraculously win this game tonight, so Freddie can be quiet, be quiet, shut up. Gene, we're actually talking about um, Dwayne Casey. Um, since you, y'all know you just start tuned into the show. <laughs> Yeah, so uh yeah, uh Mo, what you think about it? What, should uh Ime Udoka consider in going to Detroit, coaching in Detroit? No, not at all. I I I the organization top to bottom is it's has not been run well. And I know people say they have a lot of young players. I look at their young players and I, I see guys that are good players. I don't see anybody that is a franchise player, not on that team. I see guys that might have long NBA careers, but franchise player, I, I don't I don't think so. If NBA Doka wants to jump back into coaching, Houston is a better landing spot. He maybe he can go back home to San Antonio. He 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 knows the area. He was part of that community part. I said, go back to San Antonio. Hold Take on, hold on. You trying to say Pop leaving? Pop is leaving. I don't think so. I'm telling you, Pop's leaving. I think Pop trying to stick around, stay stick around to see if they get you know the alien Victor. And you're you're he, hoping they get big. I mean, if they get big Vic. He might want to stay, but I, I think Pop's leaving. I think he's been hitting at it for the longest time. Yeah, like Gene said, Pop already said he's bouncing. Why did he say that? Because they asked him in his press conference the other day, and he totally ignored it. And... Um, he said that a while back. He said he, he said that this was going to be his last season. I'm I'm telling you, the man's out. Yeah, he said that. He said he said that about a month ago. Yeah, Edoka, that that's a great spot for Edoka. Yep, it is a great. Uh, it, it may, it, it, it may be, it may be, but like I said, I, I know they got probably one guy that can, uh, two guys. I'm gonna say two guys. If this guy, I'm assuming this guy, if he can come back right and healthy, but I know two guys for sure. That's that may be generational talent for them. That's that point guard, Jaden Ivy and uh, like Cade, Ivy. Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. I think those other two guys, the backcourt. Has some very good upside. Otherwise, everybody else don't pretty much don't pretty much know. But I know those are the two guys that that, that can turn into superstar potential for uh, the Detroit Pistons. That's if K. Cunningham is back right. He comes back right. That's if he comes back right. Yeah. And Des, but, uh, let me just yeah. add one more thing. The the, the, the Pistons having cap space that don't mean anything. No top free agent is going to go to the Pistons willingly. I don't care how much money you throw at them. They would have to be able to orchestrate a trade. But if somebody actually is a free agent, you know where they're not going? Detroit. Yep. So, um, Freddie, Giannis believes he's been the MVP for five years. You agree hey. or disagree on that one? Or no? Hey, Coach, Giannis is about to get the LeBron James treatment. Giannis is going to – yeah, he's going to go to every season – He's going to dominate, even when he don't try. He's going to still put up big numbers. Uh, people's going to get tired. You know, they're not. Hey, it's it's going to go to a point where they're going to judge him basically just on championships. Yeah, like it's not going to be about the MVP or none of that stuff. It's just hey, it's going to be voters fatigue because they're going to be like, okay, well, you did it again. We know we want to give it to somebody else. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, Giannis has been the best player. For a couple of years now, and he's—I I don't see that going anywhere. I don't see anybody really challenging him because we haven't seen this type of freak of nature in a while. Uh, we're talking about a guy that can 
push the ball up court, who from the free throw line in can dominate you. Um, actually improved on his mid-range as well. Uh, but we're talking about an elite, an elite defender. Uh, I'm talking about a guy that motors does not um, – uh, we're talking about an elite defender, um, but Giannis has clearly been the best player. Um, you know, we're being honest, being honest. Uh, Gene, I know you've been pushing for Joel Embiid, but he has not played better than Giannis um, in the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, you know, especially when definitely when it comes to the postseason, he's, his health has been a problem. Um, a lot of, you know, so, I mean, I can see Joel Embiid forcing himself out of Philadelphia very, very, very soon. So, just saying. Uh, Dez, what you think about this one? Um, I agree with Freddie a little bit on on his take. Uh, I mean, Giannis has been a freak of nature for the past couple seasons. He will continue to. Um, how LeBron transcended, I'm not saying Giannis will be in the same category, but, I mean, Giannis is averaging so many, like, I mean, double-digit points and rebounds. I mean, right now he's averaging 31 points, shooting 55% from the field, 11 rebounds. And Joel Embiid shooting uh, 54% from the field with 31 points. So, I mean, th- those are both uh, great numbers. But, I mean, Giannis has uh, led a team to a championship, uh, turned that organization around um, from where he started, and he's just transcending even further. I mean, like Freddie said, they're going to judge by championships. Um but I mean, I mean, like today's MVP, it would have to be, you know, Joel Embiid. I mean, for sure. But you know, we're looking for the future, and I feel that uh, Giannis can continue that torch. All right, Mo. So, Coach, you said Giannis said he's been the best player the last five years. Yeah, he said he's been the MVP for the last five oh. years. He thinks he's been the MVP for the last. And, five. and look, that kind of confidence from him doesn't shock me. I would say he's not that far off i would say he's been the best player the last four years um and we can all agree mvp isn't by default you're the best player in the league like even this year when people are going and b's got it and b's gonna win mvp that's not the same as everybody saying and b's the best player in the league because they don't say he's the best player in the league he not Giannis is the best player in basketball you can tell me Joker's more skilled, more polished. So is Embiid. They're both better shooters. They're both more refined. And yet, with all that, he's the beast. He is a unicorn. He's a unicorn because he's not a great shooter. He's not. He's improved somewhat at his mid-range. But without being a great shooter, he still dominates a basketball game. Mm -hmm. You know he's going to the basket. You know in the open court what he's going to do. And with that, he still does it. You can build a wall, build a wall, build a wall, and then you look up, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, a block, a steal. I'm just saying, and aside from that, yes, MVP is a regular season award, but perception also can drift into reality. It's a regular season award, but on his resume, Giannis is already an NBA champion, and not an NBA champion in a place that's known for winning championships. The last time the Bucks won a championship, Kareem had a full head of hair, and his name was Luau Sender. So I respect Embiid. I respect Joker. I respect Jason Tatum and all the guys that are at that level when you're talking about top five, top ten players. But I think Giannis, because of his unique – and I've always said this. I actually think he's a center. I know that Brooke Lopez plays the role defensively, but let's be real, offensively, Brook Lopez is the biggest three uh, three point shooter in, in basketball. He's, he he stays out on the wing. 
Giannis mans the paint. If he's not posting up, if he's not driving, that that's the that's what he does and what makes him unique too as a big man. Show me a big man that can play in space in the open court the way he does. He plays in the open court the way wings do. He's that agile. Most no, most four or fives, they can't move. Like Shaq was incredibly athletic in the Orlando years, early Laker years, but he couldn't do that in the open floor. He David Robinson could run like a forward. He couldn't handle the ball. Ewing, Kim Olajuwon, incredible footwork. One of the most agile players I've ever seen. He couldn't do that kind of stuff in the open floor e- either. Giannis has been the best player in basketball the last four years. Hey, David I want to ask the question. That, Huh? I want to ask the question. Sure. Because this super this superstar title get tossed around a lot, a whole lot. Who are the who's at the table at that superstar table in the NBA today? Like, if you had to choose your top superstars in order, who would you go with? Well, I don't know about in order, but if I say Giannis is the best player, I'm starting with Giannis. I'm starting with Giannis. Matter of fact, I guess you could say you could start with all three bigs. I think Joker's a superstar. I think Embiid's a superstar. Um, Some might argue he might not. He's not in his prime. I think LeBron's still a superstar. Wait, 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 wait. Is that your order, Giannis? Oh, you mean like, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, Giannis is going to be number one for me. I would actually put Embiid ahead of Joker, so I'm fine with that too. and I would I would say you gotta throw Steph in there. Steph is unique in itself. He he might might be the biggest, most athletic. Steph is a superstar. Steph changes the game sometimes without even touching the ball because you gotta chase him around so much. Steph in itself, he's almost a system by itself because what he does makes life easy for Draymond, makes life easy for Clay, makes life easy for everybody else. He actually expands your defense. Because the man can shoot from 45 feet without breaking form. So I got Steph in there too. Yep. All right, Dez. I want everybody's opinion on this. Okay. Uh, if I had to put like a little starting five together, I'll put um, yeah, one more person. <laughs> uh, Steph, number one on, on the point guard list. And then you have Devin Booker, number two. Uh, the small forward, um, you have to put um, KD. I was gonna say KD. I don't LeBron. I like LeBron, but I mean, I don't think he's on that superstar table anymore, in my opinion. Um, and uh, power forward, I gotta put, I gotta put Giannis there, and then you gotta put in the five. You could put Embiid there. Jokic could be the sixth man, but I mean, those are superstars on my table because I mean they changed the game in so many different aspects that you know, future stars down the line are mirroring too. you know, Steph with the three, you have uh, Devin Booker with the shooting and driving. You have um, Giannis. I mean, he's transcending. He's, he's really just, he's elevated his game. And you have Joel Embiid, uh, definitely just a, a hustler for the boards, give you 30 and 11, you know, get, get you some boards. And then you just have um, Jokic, which I say the sixth man, but I mean, he's just a transcending player. He can move without the basketball. He can change the pace of the game um, and definitely shoot the three. So, I mean, those are the superstars on the table this year for me. Blasphemy. Um, all right, Coach. All right, so um, I, I got mine to know. Uh, you want – I got mine to know the particular order uh, right now. So uh, I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to uh, go with Giannis, uh, Joel Embiid, Jokic. I think he's a superstar. Stephen Curry, 
And I'm going to throw Jason Tatum open now. All right, listen. Oh, hold on. One more thing. I'm sorry. Are we, are we doing five? Because if we are, better or worse, I think John's a superstar. I'm just saying. I think he is. All right, listen. They had decent list. Not great list, but decent. I'm going Stephen Curry, number one, because he's he's great. He's the best point guard in today's game. Yep, yep. By doubt. far. By far. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. By far. By far. Mo, yeah, by yeah. far. Best no point guard on his level. I think I think he's the best. If you want to I don't think Steph's a point guard. I think Steph's a shooting guard. He, hey, you can call him a point hey, guard, but he's, he played he's a, a point guard position. And no, he didn't I'm, play the point guard position. Draymond does. Steph, I know they left him officially. as a point guard. You Mo. know why I know this? Because even when you watch a go to state game, you know who Steph Curry doesn't guard? He doesn't guard the other team point guard. Steph, I agree with they, you. They put I Steph agree. on the worst. Whoever's the worst scorer on the other team, that's Steph, man. I Steph absolutely not, agree with you. I, I don't think Steph's a point guard. I don't think Dame's a point guard. I don't think Kyrie's a point guard. These guys are all miniature shooting guards. Any guy that takes 20 shots a game, you are not a point guard. So let me ask you a question, That's sort of like that false argument that LeBron is a pass-first player. If you take 20 shots a game, you're not a pass-first player. Let me ask you a question, Mo. If Draymond was off that team, do you think Steph could average 10 assists a game? He might. How about this? If he averages 10 assists a game, though, and Draymond's not on that team, I don't think they have any championships either. So, sure, better numbers, but less success. Okay. We agree on that. But I'm going Steph, the best point guard of today's game by far. Um, two, Devin Booker in that number two, brother. I mean, come on, man. Pop, pop the brakes. Just a touch. Just a touch. I'm going Luka. Luka, man. Like, Luka dodges. Like, hey, I don't care what happened this year. Let's not forget the type of killer Luka is. He's at that superstar level. Um, no, because we seen what Luca looked like. I mean, Devin Booker looked like before Chris Paul arrived in Arizona, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Let's not forget that they was they was bragging because he was having seventy point games and still lost. Um, number three, man, I'm going with somebody that's with impacts winning. I'm not going with somebody that loses. And I love Jason Tatum. I do. I I believe he's special. I believe he'll have that purple gold on one day in his future. But I'm going with LeBron James. I mean, hey, the dude is still year 38, year 20, still dropping 30. I mean, dropping 30. And then number four, I'm going Kevin Durant. Oh, man, I hate this. I hate I only got five options because somebody's about to get left off. I'm going (laughs) Kevin freaking Durant. You're talking about one of the greatest scores this game has ever seen. We've never seen a score like Ever Durant. I mean, he had a 55-40-90 year, I believe, this year. I mean, it's just crazy. You talking about a guy that just get his lunch pail, come in, put that work, drop 30 on you, go home. Um, he's a little bit sensitive, but, hey, when he's on the court, we know what Kevin Durant's giving us. Number five. Oh, man, the battle of the big man. Do I want to go and be? Do I want to go jokish? Do I want to go Giannis? Do I – where do I want to go? Uh, hey, Kyle, you'll see this year. You'll see this year what type of winning he's impacting. Because <laughs> when we play against Memphis, you're going to see it. When we play against Denver, you're going to see it. Whoever else in the West, you'll see it. Um, I'm going to go Giannis. Giannis has been the best player in the game. Uh, 
you, you tell me out of all y'all starting lineups, you're none, none of them beating that one. I promise you. LeBron James, hey, you talking about Draymond being that point guard? LeBron beat that point guard getting guys involved. Hey, pick and roll with him and Giannis, lethal. Lethal. Then the Steph Curry on the outside, you go to leave somebody wide open. And then don't let it be Luca and Giannis. Luca and LeBron and pick and roll. Deadly. It's the deadliest lineup ever. You know, on the other end of the floor, the other team is just gonna run pick and roll to whoever Luca's guarding. You can't stop that. They just gonna eat Luca up. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna involve Luca in every action, and they're gonna get whatever they want on the on the other. Is he, they're either gonna crush Luca or they're gonna crush Steph because neither one of them can play defense. Hey, but I will say this: if I had to choose between the big man, I understand Joel Embiid get a lot of love because of this year, but this is one year that we've seen him be consistently dominant. You guys. I would go, yeah. I would go Jokic over over Embiid. Um, I'm sorry, I just, I just, I just will. I mean, he he had a hell of a season this year. He nearly dang near averaged a triple double as a big man. And it's funny how we give a lot of praise for Russell Westbrook. We get a lot of praise for Russell Westbrook a few years ago for him averaging triple double as a point guard, but we're not showing that same love of Nikola Jokic nearly doing that as a center. That's crazy to me. Well, we giving Russ that love because it felt like at the time, I remember that year, it felt like a lot of people was attacking him saying that he was just stat padding. So was, was Russ really was. getting that much love? Because a lot of people crushed him for stat padding. Yeah, um, I'm talking about he was a, what, was a, it was a 16 and still made the one MVP or something like that. Yeah. 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 He got a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to admit, the guy did something historic. Look, up until when he did it, it was Oscar Robertson. It was Oscar Robertson one time. I think Russ triple doubled how many times? Three or four years in a row. But Mo, let me ask you a question. I know Jokic didn't average it this year, but he was dang. He was knocking on the door. Sure. What would have been more impressive, Russ as a point guard doing that, or Jokic as a center doing that? Oh, by the way, as, by the way a center that's not even athletic. I'd be dead. Can jump higher than Jokic. Put that out there. Oh, it's, it's obviously. I, I'm no, gonna take it's, it's you know, impressive. It's you don't see no centers, You don't see no centers drop, averaging a triple double. You don't see that. You don't see. You right. don't see that. You don't see a center like that that has high basketball IQ that uh, creates a shot for every player on that court. You, know, you don't see that. But one thing I don't like what people do to Nikola Jokic, they always find a way to slander him. Uh, even in the playoffs, they slander this guy. Every single time because he doesn't win in the playoffs. We forgot he's been to the Western Conference Finals already and he has gotten his team past the second round. But like I said, I didn't want a fair slander for Joel B too, because he's been losing every single year in the second Preach. round. He's been losing. Oh, in oh, the his, second oh round. his biggest fan out in the chat now though. Oh. No, that's I, I just want the same slander that you give Jokic. You want to say Jokic overrated and can't get a team uh past the second round, which is he already did. We already been to the Western Conference Finals. Already, I want to see that same. I, I want to see that same energy. Oh. Joel Embiid is great, but I want to see that same energy out of Joel Embiid, who can't get past the second round, who hasn't been past the second round yet in his career. I don't care how great he is. He should. If you're gonna do Jokic like that, same thing goes to Joel Embiid. Same thing got to go to Joel Embiid. That's fair. And don't forget, guess who he lost to in the play? He lost to Trey Young. I'm just saying. Yep. Hey. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you this, Coach. If Joker you lose this year, and he better hope they and, and they better yep. hope they don't lose to who I want them to lose to. I'm gonna come on this morning show, y'all. I remember how Shannon Sharp used to go on the oh, yeah. <laughs> How confident are you feeling, Dez? How confident are you? We got breaking news, real quick, you guys, about 
one of the used to be one of the most dominant centers that we've seen in this era. We're talking about the center before Joel Embiid brought his game. The center before Nikola Jokic brought his game. I'm talking about the boogie man. DeMarcus Cousins has signed to a basketball team. Drum roll, please. In Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. Rico. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put up numbers. <laughs> yeah. The next yeah. – hey, and, and his game will be better than Dwight Howard's, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what – hey, I, I give all the luck, praise. You know, hey, I love that Dwight still love playing basketball, but, man, bro. Um, Dez, how confident you are. How confident you are in, in this Nuggets team. And how confident you are you can beat the Lakers? How confident? <laughs> I I feel we're confident, man. I, I uh the only thing that sucks minutes? about this is the fact that we're the number one seed. We don't know our opponent, I don't think, until Friday, and then we don't play until Sunday. Um for Denver. But I feel like that. with you say what? That's that in a way for you that benefits you because that's more rest uh for joke Joker's calf or any other yeah. nagging injuries. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think with Mike Malone and his press conference when they uh, they beat Sacramento to end the season on a high note, um, I feel like this team is coming together. They got the chemistry. They have all the pieces to do it. We have Bruce Brown. We have Nikola Jokic. We have Aaron mm. Gordon, which has definitely stepped up this year. Mm. Um, and I feel if we face the Lakers, I say we win them in at least five or six games. That's my opinion. I, that's my opinion. I say five or six games. There we go, Dez. I say five games. Reason why? Because at home, we are dangerous. That's There's called altitude sickness out here in Denver, okay? And LeBron is getting old. And AD's getting old, man. Dez, we agree on one thing. It'll probably end in five, but it won't be in your favor. <laughs> oh, dang. It won't be in your favor. Here's the thing. The 38-year-old guy, he might be the best player on the floor, the 38-year-old guy. I mean, there's nobody you guys have on the perimeter that's better than he is. And you know what it is? That's crazy. No, go ahead. Hey, we got Michael Porter, man. He don't play defense, but he's playing better defense. I mean, LeBron going LeBron to punk him. But Denver, 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 will, Denver will let LeBron do whatever he needs to do. But it's called a team game. And not saying LeBron's all about him, but, but okay, if LeBron has a struggling game and AD has a struggling game, the only backup that the Lakers have that's really consistent that I see in my eyes is Austin Reeves. That's pretty much it. No, 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 no. He's not that consistent. He's barely playing. D'Lo can stroke, he can stroke that jump shot. Hey, D'Angelo's, hey, every time he played, he'd give us at least 18, 20. So what are you talking about, bro? But when was the last game he played? He played the last three games. Right, but he was hurt though, right? Yeah, but I mean, we, 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 of course we're talking about all health, bro. I mean, come on, but bro. I'm saying this, Denver, Denver has listen, a listen, 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 let me educate you because like I said, you're the Michael Jackson of the network. Um, You do know that we beat y'all two out of the three games that we played this year and we beat y'all with rosters that had problems. You do realize that, correct? <laughs> oh no! You doubt. do like realize said, that, correct? Like I said, hey, Denver, Denver, yeah. Denver got the Lakers number though. At home, Denver is how? one of the best teams. How? How? Denver is one of the best teams in the West Respect, at man. home. Dez, we beat home. you at home. I'm, but I'm saying in the playoffs, it's a different story, man. It's a different story in the playoffs. It's a different story in the playoffs. So let me ask I you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who do you trust more, 
in the playoffs? Do you trust Jokic or do you trust LeBron James in the playoffs more? Be honest. Take the bias out of your heart. Be honest. You know who you trust more. I, I, you know who I trust, man. Hey, I, I, come on. Hey, I, I got trust LeBron on, and when it comes to the playoffs, yeah. Thank you. But I'm saying um, this. But I'm saying this year, I'm saying with my team, full healthy roster with a great bench, because we are seeing what our bench can do. Our bench can actually handle a starting five with the Phoenix Suns, and so the Dez, Phoenix Suns are totally different than the Lakers. Hold on, hold on, Dad. I'm not done asking questions. <laughs> so if you couldn't get it done in the regular season, with the Lakers had a horrible roster, what make you think? You get it done against the Lakers team that has a way much better improved roster. With the insurgence of Austin Reeves, by the way. I get the Austin Reeves insurgence for sure. I, hey, I get I give I give you guys that for sure. Answer the question, Dad. Stop <laughs> tap dancing. Damn. Hey, I say Denver. I'm going Denver all the way. I, I'm no, not I'm I didn't not. ask you that, Dad. <laughs> See there you go tap dancing again. I asked you. I asked you what made you what make you think. <laughs> That you could beat a team that you couldn't beat in the regular season. Uh, because we know what y'all got. We know. We know. We got y'all number. Look about it. The Lakers. How do you have you? How do you have our look, number two and one against y'all? Season, though. That's the regular season, though. That is the regular season. And it's okay, not you the bubble. Go and it's not we'll the go. bubble, though. And it's not the bubble. And we're at home. I'm saying the first two games will be in Denver. You guys will probably win maybe one game out of that. After That's not that, good for your squad, Des. Y'all need to win both home games to win that series. You don't need you can't afford to lose no home games. Hey, we could lose a home game. I think we can still win series. That's how confident I'm in my nuggets, man. Because look, who's gonna guard Nikola, Nikola Jokic? Well, I, I would apply Maybe. the same strategy that you said. If Jokic has a subpar game, what happens to y'all? Who who's gonna pick up the slack if Jokic have a subpar game? Because the we whole offense runs through him. Yeah. We got Murray, we got Porter, we got KCP, and and Bruce Brown, which I think those are I the love two Bruce issues. Brown. Love his game. He'll win. Yeah. I love be one of the wild cards of that series if they do match up. I think Bruce Brown is a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Brown, I and Bruce. KCP, which used to play for the Lakers. Underrated yeah, 3 D guy. I agree about KCP. You, you, I, I'm not arguing. When you tell me the strengths, yeah. I like KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, I like all I like all the other guys besides Jokic that work with him. I you, you don't have to sell me on the talent you guys have in your top six players. I think you guys have a very strong top six. I think everybody averages double figures in your top six. So you're versatile, you have balanced scoring. I'm just I just want to see if that translates to the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. A lot of guys are very good in the regular season, and then they get right. the playoffs and they're not quite the same guy. Yeah, I want to I, talk. I want to talk about this matchup against Memphis because for some reason Gene's so high on Memphis. Uh, we're two and one against them in the regular season. We had their numbers well when we had a bad roster. I mean, I'm not a hey. Memphis is good in the open court. They're good. They're missing Stephen Jackson. They're missing Clark. That's two big big additions that they're missing. So AD is going to eat in the in the, in that first round. Hey, let's not. Let's, he's going to eat. Um, number two. Memphis don't have that much shooting anymore. We did. They were full. What are you talking about? They weren't. They were full. Um, they, they missing Stephen Adams, but other than that, they hit everybody else. Baines was still there. Job was still there. Jaron Jackson Jr. was still there. Um, so they. I meant Stephen Adams. You know what I meant, Gene. I mean, you can be. I don't know what the word is, but you can be a smart aleck all you want. You you knew what I meant, bro. Um. But they, the, the so I, I don't I don't know about this excuse. Um, 
he didn't he didn't lock AD up in the regular season. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, hey, well, Jaron Jackson not being foul trouble because we've seen him get in foul trouble in a lot of th- a lot of games. Um, especially when he played against the Lakers, he was in foul trouble then. Um, so I'm I'm not worried about Memphis at all. I got Lakers in six. Like I say again, regular season we gonna we we not. I'm not gonna sit here and say regular season don't matter because obviously it do. If you don't win in the regular season, you're not gonna make a playoff. So regular season does count. But one thing about it in the playoffs, when you when now it's a fresh start, um, everything gets washed away. Road records washed away. It's a brand new start. It's zero zero when you end up in the playoffs. So we'll see how everything how everything goes out. I do think the Lakers got an opportunity to beat Memphis or or Denver. I think they got an opportunity. Not saying they will, but they do have an opportunity. You got to give them some. You got to give them an opportunity the way they play. And then when you play, coach, them, we know we know offenses go down and defenses go up. The Lakers have been one of the best defensive teams. Has the the, the uh, All Star break? I mean, that's facts. And yeah, then all, all I'm saying is when you play a team in a regular season like the Denver Nuggets and you know the Memphis Grizzlies, when you have success against them. You know, and you know, and you know how to beat them. You got an idea on how to beat them in the playoffs, and that's one thing. You know, when a team goes to the playoffs and you matching up against the team, you look at the film. You say, you know how to beat them. You just, you know how to, you know how to beat them. So, again, I, I'm not saying I'm not right now for the Lakers. The Lakers got a Lakers got an opportunity uh, to win either either series, but will they? That remains they remains to be seen. Right it's now, they got to focus on the playing game. They got to worry about the playing game tonight, which is they going against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who's in a you know, disarray, who's in a disarray at this moment. Um, right now, that that game tonight. Hold on, be- coach. Hold on, coach. I'm tired. I'm tired of ignorant statements. I really am. It first will be off, on, it will be on for, no, first I said, oh, John didn't play March 7th. Neither did LeBron. Neither did LeBron. And old timers, we only have two guys that's at age of 30. That's LeBron and AD. That team's young. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just tired no, of people good. not like bringing facts to the table. You and Gene can go ahead. You and Gene I mean, no, Gene. Gene's just trying to get out of my schedule. I mean, he <laughs> says the blast jaws better than Braun. Oh, I, Man, I like get out of here, bro. Get out of it, like, bro. I'm hey, just Freddie. Tired. Let me, let me, Freddie. Let me ask you a question. And Motu, since you guys are both Laker fans, um, do and I'm not trying to say due to LeBron and AD's age because when it comes to the playoffs. Fatigue becomes a factor. Do you think that Coach Ham would sit LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the playoffs at the same time for fatigue? You can't afford to. you got to leave one of them on the floor at all times. Do you think they can both keep up, though? And here's the thing about the Lakers, or, or about LeBron in particular. He will control the pace of the game. He will slow it down to the benefit of the Lakers. The Lakers will run when there's an opportunity, but like Memphis is, they like to play up tempo. LeBron's mm-hmm. gonna walk the ball up the court. He's gonna make it very methodical. They're gonna control tempo, and I think once you control tempo, you control the game. And piggyback off Mo, that is something that we could not do early in the season because it was full court or nothing with the Lakers. We had no half court game, but now the Lakers have versatile. They have different. They can play different style of basketball now. They can play through the half court now. We're just like what most saying. So that's beneficial. That's just credit to this roster change. I just think that, like, tonight you guys will win for sure. I'm just saying in the playoffs, 
with teams like Memphis that run and gun and teams oh, look, like Denver. It, it, I think everybody plays to their strength, Des. You're right. Look, if the Lakers don't control tempo and the Grizzlies run, the, the Lakers are not a great transition defense team. If we don't control tempo, then they're going to eat and we're going to find ourselves in trouble. So I, I'm not arguing with you. I'll even go you a step further. Before we get to them, the Lakers have to be serious about business tonight. They need to win tonight. Don't come out there and get complacent because this team is disarray. Right now, I would tell you that the Timberwolves are more dangerous than they've ever been because now they're playing with house money. They got rid of the dude that they don't like anyway. They're going to come out playing aggressive, free, so the Lakers need to take care of business early and not let this be a game. Hey, Mo, um, I'm just going to warn you. Don't don't respond to none of the comments in the chat. I know what Gene's trying to do. He's trying to get out of your skin. Don't, oh, hey, no. Don't, don't let it happen. It's, it's not in my DNA. I'm good. That Don't let it happen. Don't yeah, tell him, Mo. Yeah, let him know, Mo. It's not in it's my a DNA. Laker, brother. It's not, it's hey. not my DNA. I'm good. Hey, hey listen, Laker, brother, I want to be there for you. Let's see, when somebody <laughs> bring up unbalanced amount of foul calls, that's somebody trying to get under your skin. Don't let it happen. Hey, I'm telling you, Mo, Freddie been trying to get me going for about like 30 years all of a sudden. I've got you. I've got you going to your skin. He ain't never got He ain't never got I don't know. I've been, ever since I've been with Coach, I've never seen Coach raise his voice or lose it. So tell you, I never, all the time I'm afraid. I'm easy going too. Freddie would try. Freddie would try. And it never worked. It never I've got you once, Coach. I'm going to find a film and I'm going to show the people. I've got you once. I'm going to show I'm going to find the film. You ain't got me not one good time. Man, can we stop talking about the Lakers? Let's talk about something, <laughs> about something else. That's what I'm going to do. I was going to go into the play-in tournament part tonight, but oh. you and Gene got into a little altercation, into a little altercation. Say some of that for uh, tomorrow morning, because I know Gene coming on in the morning. I hope he do, because he's going to hear me. He's going to have to see me. He's going to have to see me. <laughs> I hope he – hey, Gene, don't be like this. Don't duck this. Oh, don't be like this. Don't duck this. Oh, look at him. I won't hey, be on no hey, more. Freddie, hey, Freddie, what's that term? Uh, you got to come out that locker room, huh? You got to come out the locker you gotta room. You got to come out that locker room. What? So, we got uh, the 41 and 41 Atlanta Hawks, which we did been discussing. Uh, and we got the Miami Heat. The winner of that game will have the seventh seed. The loser will play in the eighth seed. We'll have to play for the eighth seed. The winner of this game will play in the seventh seed. They will be playing the Boston Celtics. They will have to play the Boston Celtics. So, uh, Mo, who will be playing the Boston Celtics by the end of the night? Who will be playing the Boston Celtics by the end of the night? I'm just going to ride with the culture that I'm familiar with, the one that I'm confident in, the, the one that you're confident in. I would be very shocked if the Heat aren't the ones matched up against the Celtics. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, Dez? <laughs> what are you laughing about? What are you laughing about, Coach? Gene, what he said. <laughs> but he's the one ducking me, though. Just saying. <laughs> I was, hey, Coach, what, what did I tell the viewers Monday? I was so anticipated to what day? Wednesday. Wednesday, because, yep, yep. You said Gene, go have to see me. It's all right, Gene. You might not see me tomorrow. You might not see me tomorrow. But you're going to see me one day. And that day you see me is the day you go out to eat your crow. Yeah. Oh, it's, fine. it's fine. It's all good, bro, bro. Much love to you, though. It's all good.
I'll be on. Th- oh, hey, Fred said he gonna be on all week though. <laughs> I'll be here Monday to Friday. Let's go. <laughs> go ahead, this. Who will be playing in the seven C? Who will be playing the Boston Celtics? Get they trip to Boston after tonight out of um, <clears throat> Boston Miami Heat. Who get they? I say I say the Heat. They have the roster. They have the firepower. They have the playoff experience with Kyle Lowry, um, and um, um, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Um, I don't think the Hawks really have anybody physical that could actually contain Bam Adebayo. Uh, I mean, they might play Collins. I don't know. We don't know. But they're they're desperate. And I don't look at the Hawks. If they lose this game, they really don't have nothing to lose. They got to just go, you know, play again for another seed for the AC. So um, if I'm the Hawks, even if you win this game, you got to play Celtics. I mean, you know, I don't. I just say the Heat for sure. <laughs> All right. So, Fred, who you got? Playing the uh going taking a trip to Boston tonight. I have the Miami Heat, and I'm gonna tell you this, you guys. I can see this series going six. I can see this series going seven if that do happen. Because if there's one player I trust in the playoffs, it's Jimmy Butler. Uh, if I trust Bo, um, yes, they've been up and down all year long. But like Coach said, the playoffs is zero and zero. Yep. Um, they play defense. They're going. Hey, I expect Boston to still win. I'm not saying that Boston's going to lose, but I think I don't think Miami's going to go without a fight. Um, with the shooting they have, with the interior presence of Bam, um, J- um Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler, um, I I can see that game. And Tyler Hero, I can see that game really going seven games, and I can see. Boston pulling it out with with Jason Tatum just playing out of his mind, but that's that's going to be a series that I think a lot of people gonna have. There's going to be a dog fight. It's going to def, and, and Miami's going to want it to be a dog fight. Yeah. Um, so I can see Miami taking it to seven to seven, but Boston ultimately winning. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh oh. Oh, Freddie, you made a pop. Oh. No, Fred. First off, Gene, you look good Gene. in that button-down shirt. You got, you got, you got some games, bro. I haven't seen you without a T-shirt on. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the blasphemy and people talking that I'm scared to debate with Freddie of all people. Like I swear to God, I'm, I could debate with anybody in the world and not have any problems. But Freddie of all people, like I'm worried about him. I'm at my job right now. I had a call in on my cell phone just because I'm tired of hearing. His mouth. So, <laughs> look, first of all, let me address a couple of things. Kyle Lowry is garbage. So, let me just say that out loud. Don't use him as part of the Miami Heat. But he has playoff experience. That's all I'm saying. He has playoff yeah, experience. Yeah, he had experience last year when he's averaging three points a game in the playoffs. He's over the hill. He needs to retire. He's stealing money. That's a Steve Nash end of contract. Second, I need to just bring it back to this for a minute. I will bet at Freddie any humiliation bet, any uh, more uh, whatever more? bet, anything that you want that Memphis runs through. Yo, Memphis is going to run through L.A. so quickly that you are not even going to realize it's a series. And it, afterwards, all you're going to hear from Lakers fans is fire Palinka, uh, anything of that nature. That's all you're going to hear from Lakers fans after Memphis runs through them. Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., are going to run them. Uh, Des, hold on, brother. Let me handle Gene, okay? I, I got you. I got you. Just sit right. back and relax. Gene, 
if we was talking about regular season, I would kind of say, okay, I agree. But this is the postseason where the game slowed down, the defense of rising, and it, hey. What bro, happened last time Brian was in the postseason? Well, he was hurt. He had an ankle injury. That's what happened. No, no. AD was hurt. He played no. six games and lost to Phoenix. Yeah, no, no. They both was hurt. AD had a okay. uh, LeBron had an ankle injury and LeBron okay. AD had a groin injury. What happened so, last year when he was in the playoffs? Last year, we we this not last year's roster. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm just wondering you. you keep talking about the Lakers in the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking but about I know I know last time they were both healthy, I knew what they was at. You want yeah, to talk about three that? Three months off before the bubble. So did what everybody else. So did everybody else, bro. I don't want to hear that. A championship okay. is a championship. My man's 37 years old, bro. He ain't got it. Hey, yeah, I, I'm going to show you. You seen what he did Sunday. Hey, he showed, hey, you, you know what? I seen what he did versus the Utah Jazz back. You could only play. You could only really play against you your schedule. That's you like could only play. You, you know what, bro? bro? You're talking about, you know, you're very hypocritical things that you say, Gene, because all year long when it was coming to your Philadelphia Eagles, you were talking about, we can only play our schedule. We can only play our schedule. So, so why are you bringing this up? Yeah, this y'all date? played your schedule and finished four games above 500 for the season. Okay, that's all that matters. So don't oh. stop pretend that's good. It is good. It's just, they made it. It's they not. Made it. They, they made it. They made it's it. Because you're the same person that said that the Lakers would not be there. You've been saying it all year long. No, I the said they would make chat. the play, and I said they wouldn't make the playoffs. Is what I said. No, you you talking about they won't be above 500. They're, they're, they're below 500. You've been saying it all year long in the Bro, chat. I think look at laughable. us now. I think it's laughable. Now, what I've said in the chat, just so you're just so you're clear, what I've said in the chat is that you can't talk about the Lakers until they're above 500. And you I'm go talking. back and check that. And I'm That's talking. fine. You can talk about them now during the play-in game. I'm, I'm glad they're in the play-in game. If I were the Lakers, I would lose this game intentionally because no. you match up a million times better than a, against a slow Denver team than you do against a fast Memphis team. You could talk about Bron controlling the pace all you want, when the ball gets stolen and Memphis starts running, I'm telling you right now, those games are going to get out of hand quickly. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying another word because I'm, I'm, because in a week or so we gonna come back and I'm gonna bring it. I'm, like, I'm gonna put you on a big screen. We can say game one, I'll happened? give you 15 points. We can say when they play game one, I'll give you 15 points. Me- Memphis beats them by 16 or more. Game one. Man, you, you delusional, bro. I'm done. I'm telling you. You're delusional, I, bro. That ain't if I'm happen. delusional, why won't you take my money? Why won't you, you take my bet? You, you're delusional, bro. Uh, Jim, coach, control the show. Uh, I'm not going to talk about something that's laughable. I really don't want to get up here laughing on the show right now. 15, 64. Please cry me a river, Jim. Cry me I'm a river. You, game one, they, they blow him out. LeBron won't play the last six minutes of the game. He'll be sitting on the bench. I'm telling you. Well, you know what? You might be right because LeBron James, and we've seen he always lose first game one to break down the film, to adjust to the game, and then to see how he can take take control. You okay. might be right for game one. But three, four, the rest of the games, we don't dominate. Memphis um, in six, bro. And coach, if they talk a little jive, we'll do it in five. And if they talk a little more, they'll do it in four. Oh, shit, if I get it talking, we're going we gonna to handle our business. Let's go coach, take over the show, bro. Because nice. I'm not going to let Gene give me all this combobulated. No, um, I thought I was scared of you, Freddie. I thought I was worried. I thought I was scared. I'm literally at work. I have a work meeting tomorrow. But I'm running from you? I literally called in from work because you keep running that mouth. Gene, I commend you. And you, hey, you. I commend you. And I must say, you look good in the button. Now, you might need to wear a button down on a lot of the shows, brother. I've got to see you in your t-shirt. I ain't wearing no button down on those shows. Yeah, we'll get, your, we'll, hey, we'll get your wire-to-wire button down. 
Hey, because you look good. You look. If you get me a wire to wire button down, I will wear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Let's see. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> it make you smile a little bit more brighter. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, uh, other than that, we got the uh, pretty much the main event of the evening. Yeah. Nine o'clock game. Yeah. The game is in Staples Center. The game is for the seventh seed. The game is for a trip to Memphis tonight out of Minnesota uh, in the Los Angeles Lakers. Freddie, your thoughts on this game tonight? Uh, Who will travel to Memphis for that seventh seed tonight after tonight? It will be the Lakers, but like Mo said, the Lakers going to have to um, come out and take care of the business because we've seen – you know, hey, Minnesota got the cancer away from them. They don't like Rudy Gobert. They don't like him at all. Um, I believe Cat's going to come out motivated. But even more, I think Anthony Edwards is going to come out blazing. He's going to come out shooting. Um, you know, I, we seen it Sunday that, you know, he played about 40-something minutes that game. But Anthony Edwards was like, you know, hey, I'm not going out without a fight. And he came out and, you know, especially from the third quarter onto the fourth quarter, he – he played amazing basketball. Um, I expect Anthony Davis um, to be dominant, especially going against the Cat. You don't have to worry about Rudy Gobert or anything like that. I expect, um, you know, Bron had a tune-up game Sunday because he's been trying to find his shot, and he finally found it go down. I expect him to be big, Austin Reeves, and Vanderbilt. Look for Vanderbilt to um, try to play contain Anthony Edwards. Uh, will he be successful? We'll have to see tonight. Um, because I mean, let's not forget Vando plays elite defense. Uh, we've seen him go against you know, as, as a Laker, we've seen him twice go against Brandon Ingram and have you know good success against him. So, um, it's going to be really about the Lakers defense, and I really want to see them get Anthony Davis involved. Um, that's the key. Um, that's the key if we're going to do anything, anything this year, this this postseason run, it had we have to go through Anthony Davis because if AD averaged 35 and 15. And two or three blocks, this team would be it'd be hard to beat this team. Because if he's going, that means everybody else is going. Um, so like most say, take care of business early and um get get you a couple of days of rest. All right, Mo. I just think the Lakers have to come out and take care of business, but be serious. I think the 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 Timberwolves are gonna come out tonight and play with a freedom and an aggressiveness that they haven't played with in a while. I think they're that much more dangerous coming into tonight. I think they're playing with house money. And if the Lakers don't come out aggressive, if they don't take them seriously, it's going to be a big, it's going to be an interesting conversation later on tomorrow night. So I just think the Lakers have to come out and jump on them early and establish that it's not going to be their night. Gene. I think the Lakers won tonight. I think that it's very convenient that Rudy Gobert has been just a waste of, of a trade. Danny yep. Ainge absolutely fleeced uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, I think that even if he wasn't suspended for a game, I think the team wouldn't be playing him anyway. I think they just sent him home. I think he's done for the year uh, with that team. So I think the Lakers win this game. Lakers are a decent team. They're not a bad team. I just don't think they're of the likes of Memphis or Denver uh, or Phoenix or Golden State. I think they're the fifth or sixth best team in the West. I've said I've been very consistent with that. I don't think they're a bad basketball team. You've never said think, that before. Hundred <laughs> percent have. No, you've never said they're the fifth best team. You've never said that before. That's I said fifth. I said six for a long time because I, I agree, Kyle. 
Gene, I got hey, as much as I can get on here and give you heat and give you flack and all that, whatever you want to call the word for it. I got to give you love. Thank you for saying positive or something for the first time I've heard. Thank you. Bro, I just, I've been consistently honest. When I bet the Lakers earlier in the year, you, you almost had a conniption because I thought they were going to win a game and they won. Um, I, I've been consistently honest about the Lakers. I just think they're the fifth or sixth best team. I said sixth all year because I had the Clippers ahead of them. But if we're being completely honest with ourselves, I don't know what I can expect from that Clippers team. Paul George has, is probably going to play in the first round. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has been decent, but I don't know what I can expect. I guess you still have to put the Clippers out of the Lakers because they've beaten them 11 straight times. But Gene, let me ask you a question. We talked about it yesterday morning. If this Clippers team do lose the first round, I'm not trying to change the subject, but if they no, lose no, the wait, first wait, round, wait. if they lose this first round, what changes would you like to see them make, if any? I think they got to blow it up, if I'm being completely honest with you. I just don't think that core is ever going to win anything big. Um, it's not It's not about, like, Kawhi Leonard's a bad player or Paul George is a bad player. They're both elite players. I just think that the, the issues that they've had with injuries and staying on the court has been too much for one team to handle. And when your best two players on your team haven't played 70 games in the last five years, um, total, like 70 games in a season for five straight years, uh, that's that's an issue. That's a problem. Uh, I think that you try to get some draft picks back for Paul George, try to get some draft picks back Kawhi Leonard, and blow it up and rebuild the right way. Yeah. You He's already have a both. really good coach. You already have a really good coach in Ty Lue. It's just you don't have – those. your superstars have to play for you to win in the playoffs. So you're saying trade both of them this summer? 100%. I would. Do you Okay. Do you think if they would have, instead of trading Paul George for SGA, would have just kept SGA, do you think this team would have been a lot in a different position they're in now? Or Yeah. <laughs> SGA is a superstar. He's a first-team All-NBA guy. Like, what are we talking about? SGA, is, SGA or Paul George, it's not close anymore. I mean, in his heyday, Paul George was better, but – as of right now, that's just the whole point I'm trying to make with John LeBron. LeBron's got a way better career, but John's better right now. Like Paul George had a better career. John, I mean, SGA is a lot better right now. And the distance between SGA and Paul George is even further than it is between John and LeBron. Oh, I agree 100%. Yep. So, uh, uh, Dez, what you got up on this uh, last one? Who, who you got traveling to Memphis uh, uh, after tonight? I say the Lakers, but the only way that happens is if uh, two things. One, Anthony Davis can contain Cat because Cat can get open in space and shoot the three, and that can become a big problem for the Lakers. Um, but you got to think about this. This is a battle of the trades. They had a trade this uh, this trade deadline for Vanderbilt and D-Lo going to L.A. Um, so, I mean, that might be inspiring for both teams. Hey, I got traded to this team, and you're playing the team in the playing right now. Let's get some revenge, you know. So, and – if the Lakers do go to Memphis, I agree with Gene. Even though I'm a Nuggets fan, I agree with Gene. It's just too quick. LeBron can push the pace, whatever he can do, but that's one man. And if with LeBron goes out, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna handle that torch? AD? That I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see. I it. will say, I'm not talking about. Hey, we, we got to start thinking about Anthony Davis a little bit different. Got to give him a little bit more credit because he did something. That people didn't think he could do. He did carry us while Brown was down. Just saying, bro. We got to give him a little bit of love. I know it's we we criticized him for past years, him being not on the court, uh, him being hurt. 
But we had to we just give him a little bit of love. Not saying you know all the love, but gotta give him a little bit of love because he did do his part. That's we can't stay consistent though. And you gotta think about who's gonna guard Anthony Edwards because Vanderbilt's a great defender. But like like uh, Mo said, uh, Coach said, I think we all said Anthony Edwards is gonna come out. They're gonna come out aggressive. They have nothing to lose. The Wolves they have nothing to lose. And one thing about a team, a team that has nothing to lose is a scary team. Is a scary team. No, most definitely. I'm not taking like I said, Minnesota can definitely. Jared Vanderbilt game. shouldn't be guard Jared Vanderbilt shouldn't be guarding Anthony Edwards. Like he's 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 not quick enough to keep up with Anthony Edwards. Jared Vanderbilt should be guarding a three or a four, not Anthony Edwards. I'm just giving you my opinion. Jared Vanderbilt's a very good forward defender. He's not yeah. a he's not going to guard. He shouldn't be guarding Anthony Edwards. I think that the big the key to the Lakers' success isn't Anthony Davis, isn't LeBron James. I think it's what you're going to get from your point guard and D'Angelo Russell. I really believe that what he brings in the – like, you know what you're going to get with these guys. They're superstars. It's what you get from a D'Angelo Russell, what he adds to the puzzle. And I love D'Angelo Russell. I've been a huge guy since he played Ohio State. I'm a huge fan of D'Angelo Russell. Um, he was very immature when he got in the league. He's matured a ton. He His court vision is, is beyond measure. Is very good. Um, he's a good point guard. That's what you need. But I gotta go, guys. Work. All right, buddy. You know, I I, I I disagree with that. You know that D'Angelo Russell's the key. I, I hey, because me and Mo see it all the time. When AD scores forty, we win. I mean, we just do because if he's going, everybody else is going too. Because I mean, they're going to start throwing double team, triple teams, and what that means is you you have to leave somebody open. So. Yeah, I, D- I, I, yeah. Freddie's right. Look, D- D'Lo and Beasley are gonna get open looks, but they're gonna get open looks because you get AD going, you get yep. LeBron going, and they're gonna have the opportunity to make open shots. I, I, I think D'Angelo Russell is important, but in terms of who's most important, he's third at best behind AD and LeBron. I you have fourth. to establish your superstars first. And especially tonight, we can all agree, most of us would assume the Lakers are supposed to win tonight. The Lakers need to take care of business. Like I said, don't be lazy. Don't be lackadaisical. Don't be like, okay, it's it's a tie score at halftime. We'll get them in the second half. Assume nothing. They need to go all out like this is a game seven and shut this down early. They need to, they need to shut this down to where LeBron and AD, they're chilling in the fourth quarter. But, Mo, you know what is so good? That's why it's so good we have LeBron on our side because we're talking about a guy that's played in the biggest games in his career, and he knows he knows what's at stake. He knows, and they, they should go in there like, hey, you guys, we need at least three or four days of rest. Um, and this was going to be my other question because Dez kind of brought this, you know, kind of mentioned this early in the show. I think it's kind of a – you have good and you have bad with the playing. The playing is bad because it's extra game you get to play. You know, another game that you can get hurt. That's bad. But the good is if the Lakers win, guess what? That, that means they had extra more days to plan for Phoenix, mm-hmm. not for for Memphis. Memphis. You know, they, they can already be getting planned for them right now. Well, in a way, you know, the coaches can, you know, creating a scheme and all that oh, stuff. No you know, so that, that's, a, that's a whole other level. Of things and Gene is just blasphemy when he says. Well, look, it. I I think that the Lakers assistant coaches they're scouting ahead. They're looking at Memphis. I, look, I heard what Gene said. If Memphis can run, if it's going to be fast paced, 
that's not good for the Lakers. But I will say this. When it's a grind, when it's walking up, it's about half-court execution. I'll tell you what. There's gonna be a, a certain amount. There's gonna be certain dudes on Memphis. They're gonna be left open for a reason. You know what I'm saying? They 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 got some guys that are bricklayers. They're gonna be left open for a reason. That, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a bricklayer. The man shoots forty percent from the field and probably like thirty from three. Like he gonna be left open for a reason. He gonna get a lot of wide open looks. And we seen when the Lakers played Memphis that the Lakers when they took Jaw out when they contained Jaw. And made others beat them, Memphis could have come through. Yep. And, and there's two kind of strategies. You could go with the contained jaw, or you could be like, maybe jaw gets his, but but Jaron Jackson Jr. don't get his. Bain don't get his. Like if you shut down everybody else and Jaw puts up a 35 piece, it'll have no impact on winning and losing. Yeah, man. Like hire me and Mo as your coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yo. Well, I say, man, this is a uh, was another uh, great edition of uh, Coach. Who you got winning? Who I got winning? I, uh, yeah, the Lakers in tonight. Oh, I got the Lakers. Obviously, I, you I, don't I, play by play tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that because me and Key got 7200 seconds earlier. But I'm sorry, I'll tune in. I might slide through. I'm, I won't be sleeping I'm, this time. Like, hey, Freddie. Hey, Freddie. Now I don't want you just in case you need. Don't get a pillow. Get a pillow and get the cover. Because last time, you know, when you came on, what happened? You know, you hey, breaking news: Rajon Rondo said that he has the Lakers and Clippers as the favorites in the West right now. He's on so, first take this morning, by the way. So I don't want to hear. I don't. I may need you to get your pillow and uh, a blanket because last time you fell asleep. Last time I don't want the Lakers to kind of upset you if they come out. Not right or nothing like that. I don't want you to fall asleep during the game, so you might need to bring some extra, extra. Uh, you know. Nah, coach, I'm not gonna come tonight. I'm, I'm gonna save mine with me and Dez. Come on here for the Lakers and Nuggets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Dez, Dez, you gonna be there, right? Dez, you gonna be there, right? He might oh, yeah, not no doubt, no doubt. Oh, I'm, I'm not running. running. I'm not running. <laughs> if the Lakers somehow lose tonight, that's a very good setup right now. But the Lakers need to go ahead and win this game tonight. No, nah, we're gonna win. We're gonna beat Memphis. Yeah. No, nah, we we we're we not gonna cheat the system. We're not gonna cheat the system. We don't do that. That's all. Hey, we're not gonna down as Coach, get that match up. Coach, but I'll do one. I'll do one step further. If the Lakers win the night and they play Memphis, I'll do a play by play with Freddie and you, man. Let's do that. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I'll say I'll say one thing. I want the Lakers to win tonight, but I actually yep. agree with Gene that I think your Nuggets are an easier matchup than Memphis is. No offense. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're we not going to cheat yeah. the system, no. no We're no, not no, like no, Dallas. No doubt. No, We're no, not like Dallas. No, nah, y'all ain't going to cheat the system, but de- hey, Denver's a scary team when we're healthy, though. And we no, remember what happened last time. We made it to the Western Conference Finals. And what happened last time? And what happened last time? <laughs> Who'd you lose was, to, Dez? That was the bubble. That was the bubble. This ain't the bubble. It was still basketball. He's still basketball. That was the bubble. If Denver had to beat the Lakers, you wouldn't have been like, that was the bubble. Hey, even even KCP said this, though. He said that Denver team in the bubble, when they're healthy, is a scary team, and Denver can beat them. Like I said, we're going to beat the Lakers. They are scary, Dez. I agree. But the matchup did not sit in your favor. We see what happens to Jokic when Anthony Davis had the guard, and we see what happened, bro. Hey, we got our pieces back, man. We got you're gonna be hurt. You're gonna be crying if y'all do lose to us. I I can see it. I can see it. Love, I it's really all can. love. 
<laughs> you might you, you might go missing for three or four games for some three or four shows. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Yeah, uh, if, if they lose, we're gonna still see you in football season, right? Oh, no doubt. Hey, see you's coming up. We got that spring game coming up less than two weeks, man. Okay. Shoot. And, okay. and we got the Broncos. You said what spring game coming up? Uh the CU football game spring games on uh okay. April 22nd. Okay. Oh, that's right. Like yeah. that's that's the team. Hey, and you know, Coach Prime, we coming, we coming, baby, we coming. <laughs> oh, I forgot Colorado Buffaloes. Okay, Colorado. I'll be watching them just because of Coach Prime. Yep, yep. So, yep. This is another edition of Coffee and Sports in the Morning, man. Shout out to you know all of our listeners uh, that listened this morning, that uh, paid that paid attention this morning. Uh, thank y'all so much for coming uh, through. Mo, tell the people they can follow you at. I'll be back here at Sports Empire Network. I'll be up in the chat whenever you're doing play call, Coach, because your shows are a blast. And I will be doing my podcast, NBA Cypher, tonight, and I'll drop that episode tomorrow. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Dez, tell the people they can follow you at. It's been a wonderful episode. You guys can follow me on Instagram, uh, Desmond2015234, or Empire Sports Network. Uh, Love this show. Love the listeners, man. Uh, Definitely like, subscribe, um, and definitely stay tuned. Yeah, man, y'all know, shout out to uh, Freddie. Uh, y'all going to be seeing Freddie all weekend this week. Y'all will find, probably be seeing the matchup of Freddie and Gene coming up on Thursday. Y'all don't want to miss that one. Now, y'all, y'all, it was in the chat. Y'all think it was in the chat. Y'all think it was uh, out of control when it came up here. But Thursday, a full day of those two, full morning of those two together, hey, it's going to be fun. But y'all know y'all can find me at right here on the Empire Sports Network, play-by-play guy. Uh, no matter what it is, and y'all definitely gonna see me tonight doing the Lakers and the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves game. Y'all gonna definitely see that. And shout out to everybody, man, that just come to the chat. So, other than that, your boy Coach Dante, your boy Mo, your boy uh, Des, we are going to sign out of here. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Peace out, you guys.